The following program is rated MC9. Some material may be too spooky for children under 9. We suggest listening together as a family. you made it to my scare day party. Ah, I got a scare day card. It reads, just a cheery scare day. We just let you know we're trusting each and every passing year will be more disgusting. Aw, thanks, Ma. I'm dying to open presents, but I have to wait till after our story. Tonight's little story is about a clown who shows up uninvited to a birthday party and terrorizes an entire family. I call this one, Be Nice to the Clown. cursed. A clown shows up at everyone's 10th birthday party, but no one ever hires one. My earliest memory of the clown is from my cousin Jake's 10th birthday party. I was only 5, but I distinctly remember the commotion surrounding the clown. I remember my parents preparing me before we even left the house, and on the drive there. There's going to be a clown at Jake's 10th birthday party, my dad said. Just be nice. All you have to do is be nice, my mom added. I didn't understand why we were so worried. My mom kept wiping her hands on her dress the entire drive to Jake's house. Or why my dad kept taking deep breaths. Weren't clowns supposed to be at birthday parties? When we got to Jake's house, there was something going on. The kids were running around in the backyard and jumping into Bouncy Castle, but the adults... They were standing there in silence, their eyes darting back and forth across the yard. While some of my aunts and uncles walked in and out of the house periodically, it was like they were all waiting for something to happen. As I jumped in the bouncy castle along with the rest of my cousins, I noticed a movement in the bushes near the gate that led into the backyard. It continued to bounce, trying to get higher and higher and higher each time in order to get a better look at whatever was there. Finally, I saw a clown appear from behind the bushes and watched as he unlatched the gate. I stopped bouncing and I tried to maintain my balance as I watched the clown step into the yard and close the gate behind himself. I pushed my fingers through the mesh in the bouncy castle and pressed my face against it, staring at the clown as he scanned the backyard until his eyes landed on me, just stared at me. For a few seconds I stared back, not really knowing what to do. No one seemed to notice him yet, and my cousins continued bouncing around behind me. He was short, and he wore a curly rainbow-colored wig. His face was white, 
and it seemed his skin was naturally that pale. It didn't look like pain at all. His lips were normal size, but bright, bright red. He had a giant round red nose. His eyes were dark, so, so very dark, that I couldn't distinguish the pupils from his iris. He had two black lines that started above his black eyebrows and ran all the way down his eyelids to the top of his cheek, which appeared to be inflated with something. They were round and protruding with a pink blush on them. His skin was smooth like porcelain. He wore yellow polka dotted pants that were held up by red suspenders and a white shirt with giant red buttons down the front and red ruffles around the neck, chest and sleeves. He wore shiny red clown shoes and carried a gift bag in one hand. I don't know how long I stood there watching him, but suddenly I was being pulled out of the bouncy house by my mom. She dragged me to a table and sat me down in a chair between herself and my dad. I continued to watch the clown as he approached my cousin Lisa and pulled a pink balloon out of his pocket. He blew up the balloon and twisted it into a doll, handing it to her. She took the balloon doll from the clown and she ran over to her mom, my Aunt Clarissa, who grabbed Lisa roughly and dragged her away from the clown. There was a large amount of tension for the remainder of Jake's birthday party and our parents won't let us stray too far away and the cloud stayed the entire time, wandering around the yard and handing out balloon animals and honking his nose for the children. When it came time to open presents, we watched Jake unwrap countless video games and action figures along with a few clothing items and once he finished opening the last gift from a family member, the clown walked up to Jake and handed him a gift back. He had been carrying around the entire party. I watched as Jake's mom tried to stop the clown from handing Jake the gift while my uncle held her back. It's a book, Jake said. I saw his mom sigh in relief, and Jake turned the book over in his hands. Looking at it, it was a small hardcover book with a glossy dust jacket, and it had a drawing of a beach on it. Jake thanked the clown and it walked away from him, through the gate and away from the house. Once he was gone, Jake's dad snatched a book from him. I asked him about it later, but he told me his parents had thrown it out. I saw the clown a few more times after that. At every cousin's 10th birthday party, he would show up in the same outfit every time and gave them a hardcover picture book and their parents would get rid of it. When I was 10, I had the same thing happen and although I begged my parents to let me see the book, they declined. That night at my 10th birthday party, I snuck out of my room and saw my dad go up into the attic with my book. I tried to find it a few times after that, but he had hidden it so well and it was nowhere to be seen. I once asked my parents why any of us had birthday parties if they were so afraid of the clown. They told me the clown would show up anyway. He just always knew. I didn't see the clown for a couple years. All of my cousins had passed the age of 10 and... None of them were old enough to have their own kids yet. When I turned 20, my parents died in a car accident and I inherited their house. By that time I had forgotten all about the clown and the book and I didn't care to read it or figure out why they had taken it away. And then 12 years later, my daughter Wendy had her 10th birthday party. My wife knew about the clown. We had already seen it appear once before at Jake's twins birthday party. We prepared Wendy and gave her the same warning that my parents had given me. Be nice to the clown. He looked exactly as I remembered him. 
Not a single thing had changed. Not even his outfit. I watched him as he caught my niece Alice's eyes and pulled out a blue balloon from his pocket. He blew up the balloon and pulled out another one and then used both of them to form a hat, which he gently placed on her head. I watched as she thanked him and he clapped his hands together and continued to walk around my backyard. Nobody ever tried to stop him because we've always been warned not to. We were never specifically told what would happen if we tried, but we knew it was bad. And none of us wanted to find out what it would be. When it was time to open presents, I continued to eye the gift bag in the clown's hand. Once Wendy was done opening the gifts given to her by family members, the clown approached her and he handed her the bag. She took it gently and slowly and opened it, digging around the tissue paper until she pulled out the book. Thank you, she said, smiling at the clown. He took a bow and walked away, jumping back over the fence. I let out a sigh in relief once he was gone, and I approached Wendy, taking the book from her. She didn't seem to mind that it was being taken, she seemed very glad. I decided to hide it up in the attic just as my parents had done with mine, but as I stared at it in my hands, curiosity began to set in. It was the same as all the other books I had seen. A hardcover of a glossy dust jacket that contained a drawing on the front, but no title. This one had a drawing of a girl that resembled Wendy standing in front of a birthday cake about to blow out the candles. She had the same curly brown hair, green eyes as Wendy. I opened the book and I noticed the inscription on the inside of the cover that said, Happy 10th, Wendy. The first page was blank, but the next page was where the story started. There was a drawing of a girl wearing a party hat and holding a pile of gifts. Under that it read, Today is Wendy's 10th. How happy she is. Got every gift she wants, even things she don't need. I turned the page as I continued to read the story that depicted various drawings of a girl that resembled my daughter as she did various birthday party activities. Wendy laughs along with friends and all of her guests are filled with glee. Wendy tries to sneak a peek at every gift that she receives. There was a drawing of Wendy with family and friends. Everyone was smiling and hugging Wendy. And then from behind the backyard fence comes the best gift of all. A funny, funny clown here to have a ball. And that page was a drawing of a clown as it jumped over the fence, grinning. Clown loves to party, and he loves the 10th birthdays too. He will never miss a chance to show up when he's due. The next drawing was of Clown in the center of the page surrounded by black. But this birthday is a bit different. Something big is going to happen. The clown is so excited. This doesn't happen often. Now he turned the page to see the drawing of a clown running around the birthday party chasing the guest who appeared to be very frightened. They'd been drawn with their mouths open and wide-eyed as they ran away from the clown. The next page had a drawing of a gleaming butcher knife dripping with blood. A lot of guests must die, but don't worry, Wendy will be fine. The next four pages contained various drawings of a clown slaughtering people at a birthday party. Some had their necks sliced open, some were stabbed, some lost body parts. The clown has had fun, his job here is done. Happy 10th birthday to Wendy, he will see you at the next one. The last drawing was a clown jumping back over the fence leaving a pile of dead bodies behind him.
that I shut the book as the chill ran down my spine. I realized why our parents never showed us these books, especially if they were all this creepy. I wondered why the clown would even give us these books. And I decided to do as my parents had done and get rid of the book at the end of the party. As I tossed the book on top of the fridge, I heard the first scream. I ran out the door and threw it open just in time to see everyone running from the clown. He was back, and he stood right by the fence with a butcher knife in his hands. On the ground next to him was my cousin Paula's child, Trevor, face down in the grass. I scanned the backyard looking for Wendy, but she was nowhere to be seen. All the guests ran across the yard, trying to get as far away as possible. I watched as Jake tossed the children over the fence and into the neighbor's yard. I looked for my wife and I spotted her running towards me into the house. Where's Wendy? Where's Wendy? I asked her, grabbing her arm. She jumped the fence a while ago. She's fine. We need to hide. She dragged me inside with her and the screams continued. A few more family members made it inside and we hid there in the kitchen and in the living room. After a while, the screams had died out and I slowly got up, opening the door, peering out into the backyard. He's gone, I said as I threw open the door and walked outside. There was a total of ten dead people and a few minutes after the cops arrived, so did Jake, his family, and Wendy. I ran to her as I saw her coming up the driveway, picking her up in my arms. I'm so glad you're okay, I said. I kept her by my side for the rest of the night as we answered questions. I didn't tell the police that I knew the clown, as they would never believe my story. Instead, we all told him we had no idea who the clown was and that we didn't hire him. Hours later, everyone was finally gone. Wendy had gone to bed, and I went downstairs and helped my wife clean up. Once we were done, I grabbed the book from on top of the fridge and I handed it to her. What's this? She asked. It's what he gave her, Rose, I said as she opened it. Read it. I waited for her to finish reading the book, but once she was done, she tossed it on the counter. What the heck? Did he plan all that? Is this supposed to be a stupid joke? I shrugged. Did this happen to everyone else? She asked. I don't know. Our parents never let us see the books. This is so messed up, David. We stood there in silence as Rose grabbed the book and gave it a disgusted look. I'm going to go look for something, I said. I made my way to the attic entrance in the hall, pulled down the ladder. I slowly made my way up, each step creaking as I stood on it. When I reached to the top, I flipped the switch and the lights turned on, illuminating the attic enough for me to see. I dug through countless boxes and moved old decor and furniture around until I found it. The book had been given to me on my 10th birthday. It had been hidden under a cushion of an old chair. I pulled it out and looked at the drawing of my house with a single light on in one of the windows. I opened the book and found a similar engraving on the inside that said, Happy 10th Birthday, David. I turned the pages and I began to read the story ignoring the pictures. Today is David's 10th birthday. What a good one it will be. David eats pizza. His favorite topping is cheese. He has a water balloon fight with cousin Eric and they take cover in the trees. Everything is fun and soon it will be great. Here comes the clown. He is never late. David's birthday was a blast. 
Its gifts were all so fun. But don't be sad that it's over. The fun has just begun. Years go by and the clown sees David again. It's now his daughter's 10th birthday. And today, the fun will end. A lot of guests had fun. And others, this day was their last. David's family is alive. Thank the clown for that. And now it's time for bed. Time to get some sleep. Don't forget to check on Wendy. She hasn't made a peep. The final drawing in the book showed an empty bed in a dark room with a window that was wide open. I stared at it for a second before it hit me. I tossed the book aside as it got a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. Something was wrong. Wendy, I shouted. What's going on, Rose called. I didn't reply as I hurried down the ladder and ran down the hall into Wendy's bedroom. Throwing the door open, I flipped the light on and looked around, but it was too late. She was gone. Her bed was empty, and her window was wide open. That David should have looked a little bit harder for that book when he was younger and he might have been able to save his daughter. But he gave up easily and now he lost her. Now that really takes the cake. Do you know how clowns cook their eggs? Bunny signing up! <laughs> Ta-ta for now, kiddos. See you next week for some more Scala fun. And remember to stay creepy. <laughs>